Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 141, episode 3 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a yeah! production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck, fuck Fox up. News, fuck Rush fuck, Limbaugh, fuck, fuck Buck Saxon, fuck, fuck J.K. Rowling, fuck, Ooh, fuck Ben Shapiro, and Maybe it's... Maybe even Jack O'Brien, you know. What? Whatever, I don't know. Whatever. We're beefing. We're beefing. I don't know. Whatever. It's all good. Whatever. Just do your show or whatever. Do your show. <laughs> do, do your show. <laughs> do your little show. <laughs> you, why don't you put that in your little show? Why don't you put that in your little show? Do your little comedy show. <laughs> oh, uh, man. You guys need to talk about something? <laughs> what? No, Us? no, no. We just haven't been on the show at the same time, and the and the the social medias are a flutter with about four tweets. Yeah. <laughs> People speculating <laughs> that there's something wrong. I love no, it. Just... It's a great creative direction for the show. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry, I digress. Go back to the. We gotta be like uh, the Doughboys, and they, I feel like there's a lot of podcasts that thrive off of like a fake staged uh, animosity between the hosts. Yeah. We we have yet yeah. to tap into that. Well, because the thing we are, the thing we bring people in in, in with is just love. You know, it's not just conflict. straight it's love. It's so powerful. Love, power love, love. love. Uh, anyway, got to be too much. Uh, I think it, guys. I think it might be episode six six six, or yesterday was episode six six six. Somebody told six, us six, that. Six. Yeah. Uh, it's Shout Wednesday, July eighth, twenty twenty. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka. Picture this: I am Jack of Wicks. Oh, lantern match sticks. I'm a bick. I will torch this fucking house with a flick. I can click. I will surf the net real twitch. Watching Twitch, I can start a conversation real quick. That is courtesy of Hannah Saltis. And I am thrilled to be joined, I usually say as always, but it's been too damn long, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! If we start back up, if we start back up, start back up, just never stop, never stop, never, never, <laughs> never, never, just fucking go inside, wow. just get the fuck inside. Okay, thank you to at Crispy Scream, Christy Yamaguchi Main. I knew uh, it had a lot to be has him. changed. A lot has changed since I was away. Uh, you know, your it looks sounds like uh, our boy got uh, out banished to the Twitter outskirts and had to yeah. change up the uh, old handle. So uh, I, you know, hey, good to see you back. Good to see you back. For using that- the politically incorrect term, I think hillbilly. Maybe I don't know. Oh uh, boy! See what happens, crispy, when you ups you you upset, you upset some white conservative people on Twitter, <laughs> and then they go and they'll take these. Oh, he said redneck. So yeah, red I have to report that, this. Is that actually happening? Someone's getting canceled for saying. I Hillary? believe uh, in the lore of Christy Yamaguchi, Maine. Uh, shout out Billy. Uh, that you know he lost. He was his account was reported for like abusive language, but the language is like abusing terms like redneck or he'll, it's uh, it's twenty twenty, y'all. Nonsense. Yep. Hey, Miles, what is yep. that voice that we hear? It you is today's too? guest. Okay. The hilarious and talented host of the Bituation Room. Uh, she is Francesca Fiorentini. Hey. What's going on? What's How up? Are you? I have back. no nicknames. Just don't call me Fran. That's all I ask. I mean, Fran Bituation Fio. Room is pretty good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, your, what's your handle? Uh, Franny Fio or Franny Fio or however you want to. Franny, not Fran. Okay. Franny Fio. Isn't it Uh, currently Francesca Quarantini? It is Francesca Uh, Quarantini. Is that your display name? 
my display name. I'm thinking of yep. changing it to Francesca Guillotini, but I still want to be employable somewhere if we ever yeah. get to be employable other than, right. you know, in the ether of the internet. So, you know. Yeah, I Can't hear be, that. go too hard on the guillotine stuff. Yeah, it sounds like it. You know, it's not like hillbilly, but right. <laughs> yeah, you, canceled over you hillbilly. Don't know. You might just get banned right from this Zoom meeting for, for using the... I'm surprised <laughs> Miles Gilla, didn't get banned G-word. for copyright from uh, from the the Stones there, which, by the I way, know. the dance yeah, that accompanied it. that intro... I mean, if you watch that video, the whole point of that video, those Mick Jagger moves when he's got the little hands on the hips and he's just doing his little... His rooster like walk, school boy. Pl- yeah. If, never stop. Never, just, woo! <laughs> that video, you know... I remember, like, I was really getting into the Rolling Stones in college because around the time, like, I had started doing drugs, and I was like, man, you know, they were just fucking partying, man. Watch this video, dude. Like, Jagger's just fucking, like, that's not even dancing. That sounds like a drug I don't think I did that much in college. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> uh, that is what that show is about, by the way, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. People just trying mean? trying out different drugs. Yeah. Uh, do you boof Adderall or do you like to snort <laughs> cocaine? What's your, what's your, how do you get down? Oh, man. Boof and Adderall. Those are the days. Am I right? <laughs> I didn't know what boof meant until Kavanaugh's confirmation. That makes me feel sort of lame that I needed a conservative Supreme Court justice to teach me about like a way to take drugs. But, um, <sighs> right. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. So, no. For sure, Jack. You are the lame one in that <laughs> scenario. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, all right, Francesca. We're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, we're going to talk about who actually got those PPP loans. Uh, we, you know, the the Trump administration was very eager to. Uh, kind of obfuscate, uh, make it difficult for us to see who was getting it, who they were giving money to. And it turns out there's a very good reason for that. Trump is tripling down, I don't know, quadrupling, 600-ding down on white supremacy. We'll talk about that strategy and how his polls are responding. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, Mark Wahlberg's uh, Boston bombing movie, Patriot's Day, was number one on Netflix. You guys teased that yesterday. Didn't get to it. I was I was sitting there very eager to hear your take on Mark Wahlberg's Patriot. <laughs> While you're working day. out in your garage gym. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> using the bands to tighten up the uh, yeah, yeah. tries. Tries are for the guys. <laughs> tries are for the guys, man. And uh, we'll also talk about uh, the Taco Bell Literary Magazine if we have time to get to it. Uh, we might also mention some of the uh, fanfic people are writing. We, we put a call out, Super Producer Ana Jose put a call out for requesting uh, storylines for why Miles and I are beefing because we weren't on the same episode for uh, a week and a half. And uh, mm-hmm. we, got some, we got some good ones. So maybe we'll get to a couple of those. Uh, but first, Francesca, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? All right. Yay. Thank you. I'm so glad I knew I was going to be on this podcast weeks in advance so I could... <laughs> Clean it all up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no one has any libido in in this pandemic, in this economy. Are you kidding me? Um, um, okay, so search history. I've been thinking about, you know, the ways that like dolphins are coming back to Venice Canal and like there's. Um, that was fake. 
Oh, oh, I was thinking about the fake story about how dolphins aren't coming back to the Venice Canal. And, <laughs> and no, dude, but- we got to do so. I was so excited by that, too. And they're like, it's bullshit. Because oh. everyone was like, the earth is healing itself. And I was like, how the fuck did I get duped by Twitter? Oh, that's bull- that sucks. Okay, well, <laughs> well, I will say I did go to the beach very socially yes. distantly. And I saw not just one, but a fuck ton of dolphins. Wow. And... They were beautiful. And you know how they jump forward? I saw one jump back. Like, they're it was like getting so creative. Happy. Yeah, but it was like so happy that it was like, I'm going to jump backwards. Like, yeah. it, was like it came out of the water backwards? Or yeah, it, like, like in- it looked like it was moving forward. It was like, somehow I'm just going to flip this script and do a little back. Lunch. It was moving forward, but it was like back. Oh you know, shit! A yeah, jump, yeah, yeah. But okay, still I like moving that. Forward. Just like happiness. Anyway, yeah. this is a long way to go to say that I started looking up Lisa Frank images. And <laughs> we all do Lisa that. Frank. We all you know, need Lisa uh, Frank for the soul. Yes, right now. Trapper yeah. keeper artist. <laughs> um, big bold colors. If you happen to be twenty one, you should just look this up. Um, Her son runs the social media ca- accounts now. Love it. Uh, and then I started getting into Lisa Frank tattoos, and I was like, what if I just got one of those dolphins? I, I am very, an- like, not anti-tattoo, but I don't have one. And I'm like, right. maybe if Lisa Frank is my first one. Then I started looking at Lisa Frank tattoos. No uh, is the answer to that <laughs> question. Yeah. Hor- horrible. Just. I whoa. see the, uh, like, t- the Lisa Frank tiger or leopard print as, like, a sleeve or, like, a shoulder sleeve. I've seen that a few times, and I'm like, I love. Look, I love where you're coming from. I love yeah. the intent. Uh, the execution is a little bit unnerving. But yeah, she's a uh, she's kept real quiet. You know, like we were talking about her recently because her like her oh. social media still stays really relevant. We're like, what's going on? And it's because like her young son is like, yeah, dude, I'm just kind of like using the brand to like engage with people and like get them back into the like, <laughs> brand. He's like tw- like 22 and in college. That's great. No, I think yeah. it should continue. I do have to say, like, I think the dolphin, her dolphins are the best. They have eyelashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. They make me happy. Like, when I look at the Lisa Frank rainbow dolphins, I'm like, I get happy and I will believe any story about the earth healing itself. Yeah. Even we though the it. Arctic is 100 degrees Fahrenheit right now. I yeah. Know. Mm. So uh, literal fires in the Arctic Circle, too, right? <laughs> uh, so there's the that dolphins? also. Dolphins with eyelashes sound terrifying to me. Let me no, they're just, mm. this is a it's a very nice winged eyelash yeah. uh, okay. in a lot Solid of the renderings wing. of they're they're gendered unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the blue dolphin does not have eyelashes. He's wearing or, a necktie. There's a we don't lot know, of like you know, we don't aliens know. coupling up. Very like yeah, straight yeah, uh, heterosexual alien couples in Lisa Frank. It's like yeah, we're you're depicting aliens, but they're still you know straight acid trip dolphins. Yeah, who are about <laughs> to fuck on Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, but they're gonna do it backwards though. <laughs> Why don't you because just start low stakes and just go with like the full like Lisa Frank leggings, graphic print leggings, hoodie. You know, like that. You know how people have that annoying like neon style. Yeah, and then I realize it's Too not, much. it's got to be ironic. Like, I do appreciate a certain amount of irony in tattoos. Got it. Not like, not, but but anyway, so I'm, I'm wondering, like, should I get it? Is it one, is it a thigh kind of thing? Is it, you know, it's just a Whoa. dolphin coming out of the water? Lisa Frank back. thigh tat? Full back. That would be hard. Back scene. I don't know about the full back. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking Dolphins Ben Affleck's with, Phoenix yeah. tattoo? <laughs> uh... uh 
it's uh it's it's hard. I once saw this dude who I was like really good friends with. He was a feminist, and I was like, yeah, he's great. He was like a total radical. And he then we all like went swimming, and then he like took off his shirt, and he had a full back tat of just a naked chick coming out of water, looking behind her. Oh wow! And I was like, so like classy. Like, yeah. <laughs> so he's an art major. He is a, exactly. It could be the hood of a car. Like it's fine. Like it's a from right, another right, right. life. Whatever. But it's also like, oh, okay. That's right. awesome. Okay, uh, Mark. Anyway. What a thing to learn about Mark. Uh yeah. what is something you think is underrated? Uh underrated, Medicare for all. Easy. Mm. If huh. there's one thing that we emerge from this pandemic with, I hope that it is universal health care or specifically Medicare for all. It's underrated. Well, yeah. I mean, people are like, we're like still trying to fix this broken healthcare system. The media is still like, oh, look at all this debt. Oh, is there something wrong? And, um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, we, 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 we can never overrate it enough. Medicare can for Can you all. imagine though, like you can't make that extra step because like you're making it hot for your friends by being like, yeah, you know, maybe like if uh, these insurance companies like weren't making like hand over fist profits all the time, like maybe it could be more. I don't know. What do I know? Sorry, Dave. Uh, right. But, you know, like there's like this whole, you know, there is this refusal of the media constantly like just go that step further to like maybe inform people a little bit more of like how these things can be solved or what is actually the st like the state of the healthcare industry. It's not like. I mean, this industry is so cash strapped. It's like I don't know what to do. These poor people. It's like no pe people are making money off of this shit. And the and, only thing yeah. is, like, it's just such a profitable industry. It's like there's just too much lobbying money to be like, oh, you're not gonna fuck this this merry-go-round up for everybody now. Mm -hmm. But at some point, like, we have to, as a country, say like, do we agree with the sentiment that you have to be able to afford to be able to uh, to live, like, quite literally? Can you afford staying alive? Yeah. yeah. And, and it, yeah, I mean, it's like right now all the lobbyists are behind the scenes. They're working on Dems. They're, they're writing them real hard, even in some of these, the bills that mm -hmm. are being, are trying to get passed, but aren't getting passed through the Senate because it's GOP controlled. But it's like the, the health insurance lobbyists have been up in the HEROES Act, you know, which passed the House. And they're like doubling down on private health care. You know, they're doubling yeah. down on putting our Always. money, our tax money into like things like COBRA, which if you guys out there and if you know if you ever lost or left a full-time job and went on to cobra it is it is Kafka much like the snake it is the it is the worst it is they're yeah. gouging you yeah um anyhow. you have a better chance of surviving like without a job like fighting an actual cobra than like paying <laughs> the fucking money to be unemployed and try and have co it's f it, like when i saw like i'm sorry do you think I, i'm like i don't have a job how the fuck do you think i'm gonna pay this insurance with mm. Okay, sure. Right. We're just, well, because you're more desperate now. Yeah, yeah. it's truly, you know, it, the, the, the cruelty of uh, this system. I and you're not Maybe spending money on lunch. I mean, as much. and, and yeah. they're good. They're good at it. They're good at making people uh, pay a lot of money, you know, while suffering. Uh, so it's almost like if we put them all out of work first of all I'm not I'm not that worried about them because they chose to be in that industry but it's almost if only we had a big uh huge global problem that we needed a bunch yeah. of people to focus all their time on to mm -hmm. uh solve uh like a almost a a new deal like a mm -hmm. for the modern era 
Um, sure. Uh, any but color the, you want to assign. Uh, yeah, to pick it. a color like a pink. Yeah, it was Ooh, a pink new deal. Did you see that Jane Goodall quote? She's like, "Man, if they don't figure it out after COVID nineteen, the human race is done." Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, man, facts, straight facts." <laughs> <laughs> like if if this isn't enough for people to look at like like death, it look quite almost literally spilling into the streets because yeah. hospitals are at capacity. Like, and we're still, or I don't know. I feel like the people are there. They are willing to be like, "Yeah, there there has to be a better way to do this." But now we're looking at the leadership class, which is completely too huddled up around these like fossilized industries that are just predatory that, you know, when is that going to when 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 can we break through that threshold that, mm-hmm. you know, there where there'll be actual action where they're not being like, OK, let's take this thing where the sentiment is good, where we're trying to acknowledge people are destitute and need help. But let's not just piss it down to nothing. So, you know, private co- like companies are still, you know, reaping most of the benefits. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, it's 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 unfixable at this point. So, yeah, you're right. Got to lead with what what's your priority? What's the what's the driving you morally around this issue? Yeah. You shouldn't go broke over healthcare. Shouldn't go broke trying to get better from COVID. Fuck and the politics. Why is my premium going up $35 a month or, or excuse me, a year when like I has anyone been to a doctor in the last 6 months? Anyone? Like, or no. th- right. th- four months who, like, isn't pregnant, you know? Like, right. we're not actually using need, it. Yeah, right. Has anyone gotten, like, a, a like a, oh, well, you know what? We're just going to lower your rates since you're probably not coming in. And, yes, you did cancel your appointment. No? Yeah. Right. Fuck. And since this podcast talks about American culture, uh, Americans should be ready for... I, I feel like this is a preview for what the solving of the global uh, climate change... Uh, problem is going to look like where America goes in feeling superior and is exposed as the main, uh, like the biggest problem on the globe. Basically, uh, we're we're the worst at COVID nineteen. I think uh, unless things drastically change, we're gonna have to get used to being the worst at solving uh, existential problems with mm-hmm. with for humans uh, survival. Yeah. Uh, cool. What is uh what's something you think is overrated? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um overrated. Okay, I I I want to support them. I do think they should get PPP, but bars are overrated. Um mm. I have gotten very into a mythology in the quarantine Ooh. and I think drinking establishments, especially indoor ones, and now that like we know it's better to be outdoors, make them all outdoors. They smell yeah. bad. Beer uh, they're too dark. And yeah. you can make these drinks at home, man. I've got, <laughs> I sh- I've been investing in things like maraschino liquor. What? And like <laughs> chartreuse, which I wouldn't recommend that one. Um, what raspberry a name, liqueur. I'm looking at, I'm looking at my little like, uh, uh, midlife crisis corner over here with all my, my uh, alcohol. 99 bananas. <laughs> uh, what else? You're <laughs> a fireball. Uh, no. Yeah. Right. Um, and no, look, you invest like a hundred dollars, just a hundred, and it'll last you. You could have a drink, a really delicious cocktail every single day. Did the math for a month? Years. Oh, for ten years? No, it'd be three dollars a cocktail per day. And compared what? to like thirteen bucks, fifteen bucks, come on, they're gouging us. It's fun. Screw baking. Get into mixing. If you're sober, you can make a little mocktini. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think bars are overrated. I, I want them to survive. I want pe- small businesses to survive, but I'm just like, mm, 
I want to, I want to, I, I, I enjoy mixing. I enjoy drinking alone. That's what I'm missing. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> Without like, yeah, having to hear some like remix of Journey that no one asked for yeah. playing over the PA. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody learns like how much more efficiently you can do things at home. Like, cause we've been such a, the thing that the pandemic has caused is this sort of de-emphasize like our sort of hyper consumption way of living where it's like, yeah, just go there, pull the thing off the th shelf that you need to fucking break it open on your face and then keep it moving and then just rinse and repeat. And they're like, mm. damn, like, well, just with these few things, like, I can make 17 meals out of, like, f like this this amount of groceries. Right. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I, I should have taken a second. But, yeah, but I guess it's that balance of time thing now that we have more time that we're able to do that. But all that to okay. say is, yeah, bars freak the shit out of me now whenever Ooh. I see images of them or whatever. And I know, yes, people, you know, have this need to get out, but it, there's just still something very, very eerie about seeing it. And also just for the people who still have to work. And that's why I feel like, you know, I, it's not that the it's like, fuck these bars. It's like, fuck the situation where people have to forcibly reopen to begin making money because that's the only way to survive. Like there's no safety net whatsoever. Terrible. So that's really, yeah. Uh, so, you know, fuck the system, but also bars overrated. Mm -hmm. But and, and, yeah. and, and bars are freaky too, especially indoor bars. Let's just say outdoor bars. Let's are there that. any outdoor bars in LA right now that are doing? They had to close it back. Everything's a nightmare. I don't even know. What I'm asking as if I go. So I did see one. I did see a couple, and it, they right. looked very tempting. I mean, I enjoy I enjoy the experience, but I just feel like ooh, we are getting like yeah. We're there's getting just rolled on. We're this getting pandemic. rolled with some of those <laughs> drinks. That's just really like I, I'm not. I'm not a beer person. Makes me all bloaty. Um, but we're getting rolled with the cocktails. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false, or vice versa? Oh God, everything's so serious. You guys are like she's so funny, and like she takes everything seriously. <laughs> um, dude, billionaire fragility is so real. So the myth for uh. me is like. Billion that billionaires earn their money. They did not earn all their money. They exploited other people's labor, intellectual, physical. They have vast schemes of not paying taxes, which allows them to accrue that amount of money. Their investments then double down on that. Uh, they didn't earn their billions. Maybe a few million, yeah. But like, Getting into the billion Bezos trillionaire territory. Stop with the they they earned it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because one day so I'm gonna smart, man. really yeah. figure out this newfangled. I don't know, like whatever project you've got you're working on. It's not gonna succeed. Okay, nobody wants to fund that. Yeah. Oh, uh, the billions though. You know, it would be so sweet. That's why I want to go easy on them. Because one day <laughs> I could be one. Right. Know? And oh, I don't want people to go point. hard. Don't go hard on me because I could be a billionaire too. So yeah, you know, yeah. that's why that's why I I praise my corporate overlords. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Bezos. That worked for a shockingly long amount of time. Like, I, and I do think that history books will look back and be like, "Wow, people were just cool with like these five people having all Everything. Of their money, right? Like, yeah, and just robbing from them." But yeah, you know. Uh, and it's funny because it happened in before. Like I love looking at these old photos of like the robber barons with yeah. their giant mustaches and like yeah. like if billionaires just had to dress like like curly mustache, top hat, we'd all be like, hey, that guy's fucking has way too much money. I'm right, covered in right. soot. Like if we had to all be covered <laughs> in soot, 
And then every every yeah. billionaire had to wear a top hat. It would be a lot clearer. The top, yeah. It's it's they're disguising it with athleisure. Jeff Bezos always <laughs> looks like he's like coming back from a hike, and so we're like, well, okay, yeah, I don't I mean, know exactly. At least he's staying cool tech vest. <laughs> yeah, he's he's one of the people. <laughs> we yeah. just need to get. We just need to normalize. Uh, looking at billionaires as criminal activity. That's yeah. really the difference. Because Absolutely. right now, we look upon a billionaire and go, damn, look at that. That would be tight. I would Unless love they have, spend I half would... their time giving their money away, like just actively giving Dude, it away. Dude, more than that. You, if you yeah. have, if All you have billions of giving. dollars, yeah. you, you're good with 10%. You give yeah. 90% away. Uh, yeah. But I think... We also like the discourse is be like, these people are stealing from everyone. Um, and they're and like, you know, remember when the fucking Panama Papers come out? We're like, okay, so rich people have like sucked the fucking earth dry and yeah. then they hide their cash like in other places so no yeah. one can ever touch it because they're like, fuck you, mine. You can just die for due to lack of resources. And yeah. but it's still like, oh man, that's so fucking cool, man. Fucking have like nine jets and shit. It's like, no, bro, this, this, is, this, is, this is criminal shit. This I want a violent. space tank. What's it called? Space tank? Te- Tesla tank? Uh, cyber <laughs> truck? Cyber truck. <laughs> cyber taint? Space tank. I like space tank. <laughs> I mean, cyber truck like sounds lame too, but I remember yeah. I was in someone's Uber or Lyft or whatever it was. I don't mess with Uber. Uh, and it, and he was, this guy, the driver was telling me all about how he's saving up for the cyber truck. And I'm just like, no, pull Whoa, over, for pull what? over, bro. Yeah. Pull over. Let's talk. You don't need a cyber truck. <laughs> Nobody needs one. Nobody. Why are you saving up? I mean, that's the other thing. Like we buy into this crap. Right. It's like you're driving for Lyft right now. Like that's fine. But like clearly you're not in a cyber truck situation right now. Right. And the dissonance of having your belongings in something and them not being poorly rendered in a a 16 bit video game is like it's going to look really weird in the in the bed of that thing. Yeah. Yeah, the fragility of the people who have power is pretty shocking and just constantly on display these days with the the way the police have responded to uh requests that they cuz they stop. know how they know how bad they know how bad they are. Right. You know what I mean? And they right. they're like the second everyone is on the same page realizing how bad this is, then I am in a, I'm in not in a good place. Right. So that's yeah. why, you know, the same thing with like the police. It only used to be a little number of activists and they could deal with that. It's like, yeah, well, that's just sure. like, you know, no one mainstream media hasn't caught up yet. So we're good. And like we can still laugh, laugh and smile and act like we're working hand in hand with the fucking community. Mm-hmm. But like when the public sentiment changes, look, now they're like, oh fuck, the lights are on. And they're seeing this shit for what it is. And now, like, it's just, like, the lamest defenses, like, self-victimizing, like, crying at a podium because of the work they do for the communities. Like, it's just bullshit. And I think it's it's the same thing with billionaires. They know it's like a pyramid scheme where they're just siphoning up all this revenue from people. And they're like, man, one day they might figure out that, like, I'm sitting in an office and they're breaking their backs out there. But I've got, like... A hundred thousand of them doing it at the same time, so I'm like laughing my ass off. Uh, mm. And when people begin to actually put that shit together, then they'd be like, "Oh, oh, 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 well, hold on now, because I started this out of a out of a garage back when you know your parents could give you a loan to buy a house to start a business out of." <laughs> uh, all right, guys, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with. 
couple of stories. And we're back. And uh, so we're getting a little bit of visibility into where those PPP loans went. I know a bunch of small business owners who were waiting, didn't get any information still for waiting. a long time, still waiting. Uh, some of them just officially got turned down with no explanation. Uh, and we are finding out where a lot of that money went. Yeah, or some of it, woo! at least. And yeah. I I mean, what do Nobu, Robert De Niro, Kanye West, uh, Jared Kushner's family, and Scientology all have in common? And a shitload uh, of Trump donors, dude. PPP money. I mean, for I, I get it. You know, Yeezy's been doing a really good job lobbying the president personally over the last few years, so I understand he's in that trusted circle uh, mm. of Trump supporters. But this, make no mistake, Kanye West is a billionaire, uh, mm -hmm. and he received, I, th I think they say, uh, five million dollars. Uh, for his company uh, to avoid so, he says to avoid laying off 62 people uh, let me ask you this Kanye if 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 five million dollars is all it took you couldn't come up with that five right. million and then would when you give that five million to maybe a black business owner who was also looking for that money hmm. could you do that or or do I need to give you that money too uh, well, but else? now he's focusing on his presidential campaign. Look, so he's yeah, 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 Miles. Yeah, yeah. There, you know, it takes a lot to research mm -hmm. the next shade of tan. Mm -hmm. Right? You think yeah. you know them all, but they, there yeah. are more to be discovered. Yeah. It's Just also, when you think, think you've yeah rummaged through every sun bleached sweatshirt in a <laughs> like a clearance bin, and you've seen all the colors of the bin, right? You have not. No, yeah. I, I five million is basically how much you know looters in los angeles took from adidas stores of yeezy gear and good on right. them for doing that he was just like yeah. i want that money back yeah but think of those small businesses clearly because that's you know because that was the thing you'd see in the news coverage too it's like oh i mean these poor small businesses like this van store this small business owner you can be assured i'm like it's a fucking anyway right scientology like three of their churches received loans between 150 and 350,000. the nobu group Okay, Nobu, 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 Nobu. You. This is where <laughs> all the fucking uncreative people go to eat fancy Japanese food. Um, <laughs> you know, like Mats, like Nobuyuki Matsu. He's, he's like he's a great chef, but then yeah. his brand got away from him, became this celeb thing. This there's a there are branded Nobu hotels around the globe. Okay, and not to mention Robert De Niro is also an investor in this restaurant group. They got loans that add up between eleven and twenty-seven million dollars. Now I understand the restaurant industry is in a in a total state of disarray, but I think that money there has to be a pecking order that actually prioritizes the most vulnerable and the least the least vulnerable. Dude, should not even have a whiff of this money unless unless we take care of everybody else and there's some shit left over. Then fine, easy take fucking fifteen bucks. But there. I know there are plenty of restaurants locally that I look at in the city that I'm like, dude, how the fuck is Nobu getting eleven between eleven and twenty seven million dollars? And right. I'm looking and at places just fighting tooth and nail to just to make their rent right. right. These like mom and pop restaurants. Imagine what your like favorite taqueria or your favorite like falafel spot or whatever like you know mom and pop Thai place that you eat at or whatever whatever you wherever you go to. Imagine what they could do with a million dollars, just one <laughs> five hundred thousand, half a million. You know that they are way better at spending that money, knowing how to like utilize that money 
for yeah. for well, not just for rent, but you know, to for whatever for the long run. I mean, again, and everyone's saying this, but it's like the places that got bailouts, like it's it's okay maybe if Shake Shack needed a bailout for them in six months to a year to get something, but Shake Shack could survive. Nobu can survive those six months. Kanye but West like, can survive. You could survive for those months, but all these other places we're thinking about and places we love, no, they a month, they can't they can't no. survive even a month or two without without patrons. That's why again, I think we have to be people need to look at how the wealthy are just raiding these public funds just so they're not they don't have to dig into their own pockets. Meanwhile, normal people are out here in like free fall, total free fall. Yeah. yeah. Uh and I just hope that's where Again, people need to begin connecting those dots where it's not just like, oh, that's that's lame that they took that money. Like, no, this is this is exactly what's happening. This is exactly why parts of our cities look the way they do and people are not supported because there's a habit of wealthy people to just be like, oh, yeah, I'm because of my proximity to power. I can dip into shit real quick and easy. And, you know, <laughs> well, you're fucked if you're poor because <laughs> you don't have the ear of these people or the you know, the wherewithal or the connections to the infrastructure to get this. And then laundering their guilt through, you know, celebrity, celeb culture and celeb obsession and PR and, you know, the mainstream media, basically. Good God. That is a beautiful term. Uh, And then meanwhile, 273 million in federal coronavirus aid was awarded to uh, more than 100 companies that are owned or operated by major donors to president Trump's election efforts. So, it's exactly what we thought when it happened. And yeah. I don't know if it's just like, I, I don't know why this isn't the biggest. Well, I guess because there's so many other <laughs> massive uh, stories about America. It's overload just right being now. on. Yeah, it's complete overload. But I think that's also by design that once you just pour in and start just raking the entire American system for you know, with corruption, you're going to overload uh, the mainstream media and they're not going to know what to do. And then social media becomes. I mean, I, I definitely am just like, I'm looking squarely at the Democrats on this one, you know, because they're yeah. so obsessed with looking like bad people, forgetting mm-hmm. that the other side relishes in being the villain. And they're so scared of not approving any kind of assistance to the public, which is great. I mean, at this point, looking back on it, right, 1,200 stimulus per person, not enough, but at least it was like, okay, blanket, everybody gets it who makes under a certain amount, cool, done. Maybe they should have done that with businesses. Instead, we handed the most corrupt government in memory a, what, $2 trillion stimulus um, package and handed it to Steve effing Mnuchin, the former foreclosure king, straight up, 2008, that was his title, foreclosure yeah. king, for him and, you know, to dole it out as he saw fit. You know, so it's like, obviously, we saw this coming, and the Democrats, because they're so afraid of looking weak, or they're so afraid of looking mean, they can't be like, no, 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 we just impeached your ass a month ago, we're not forgetting what happened, let's pull back and like have some oversight or like we're going to run it through Congress or we're going to run it, whatever it was just, I mean, and, and maybe there was no way to avoid it. I'm just, I am shocked at how unshocking this is. It would have dragged (laughs) out. Right. Cause the, I think the Republicans defense would just be like, look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. And like on some level it's true. So that's why they're like, fuck, I don't know how much political capital we burn through being like, 
yes, we know we're holding it up, but the thing you don't understand is they're just going to give it to another guy. Okay, hold on. Oh, then, oh, okay, so white supremacy is the... Okay, so uh, wh- hold on. Give me my kinte cloth. Okay, so <laughs> white supremacy. Uh, uh, bad, right? It's bad? Okay, yes, it's bad. <laughs> like, it's just... They don't... It's It really is. It's some weak-ass shit, but that's why it just shows you... Both of these people, both parties are not there. It's the same. The, the It's not again. It's not about the fucking progressive or conservative agenda. It's that this entire government and system of government has been co-opted by this like corporate class, this corporatocracy. For and sure. so every and every mother nearly I won't say every, but nearly every senator and congressperson is like a NASCAR. Right. That. They go to the racetrack, mm-hmm. except that's mm-hmm. the hill. And they got all their sponsors. They should be wearing sponsors on their fucking clothes. They like, be like, okay, to. Tide, the Rio Tinto Mining Company, 3M, <laughs> Procter & Gamble, Unilever. Like, you should be able to see, like, when they're making speeches, so you know, okay, so this is already who puts you here. This is who you rock with. So when I'm, when I, when I hear you saying, well, you know, I don't, we should know if we need to go around like these predatory, like payday bank companies and you like, you got JP Morgan Chase fucking tatted on your throat. Then I right. go, of course you don't right. want any of this. You are, you've been brought here by this company to make sure that you, you muck up as much legislation as possible to keep those profits moving. Because at sure. the end of the day, a lot of these bills go from like objectively the best thing you could do or not always a lot. I mean, it depends on the, the legislator putting the bill forward, but a lot of them start off saying this is an objectively good thing we should do. And then it goes into committee, the fucking roaches and termites like eat the shit out of it. And now it's like this hollowed out husk of a thing that still isn't substantive enough that the bullshit can blow right through it. So I still think, though, that it's just like they there should have been a protection against the kind this kind of corruption because it was so obvious. So it's like. Yeah, the only reason Republicans would never say, oh, you're holding out on the common man, you know? No, we know that that's BS. Right. So make them fight for it more. Make them put in more protections. And I feel like that wasn't attempted because I think Democrats are are not, they're not worried about what Republicans, they're worried about like what sort of the the status quo would think or what sort of, Mm -hmm. you know, they're afraid of looking, again, they're just afraid of looking minimally tough i don't know like they're they're afraid of having a no, they bit just of want a everyone to like them that's right. just the thing it's the kid at school uh, just like me okay fine like i know mm-hmm. i said racism is bad and you said what'd you say and i was like okay fine just okay you, we'll know, just do a little, you can have a little bit of racism as a treat uh <laughs> right. but we, we're not we'll do away with all of it like there's this need to be liked even though when there is something morally, objectively good about something you're trying to do, be like, what, what, don't worry about people who can't connect to the fact that you are trying to do something that is good. Like, yeah, I right. can't see an argument against someone being like, you know what? Robert De Niro needs money. I know he's worth $500 million, but Nobu Group together needed that $11 million. That doesn't make sense. That would never hold water. But of course, there's, you know, we have in this sure. whole media game where you'll spin it as it'll never be about Nobu. They'll just they'll find some guy who owns a you know a, a like a mechanic shop in like Indiana or something and like that's the person who's they'll really lift getting that guy fucked up. over. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's all it's all it, very yeah. It will be interesting Hiring. to see how the Democrats manage to fuck up the messaging that when the country was at our greatest moment of weakness and urgency in terms of you know needing financial aid. Uh, the Trump administration basically robbed us. Like they, they're going to have to 
you contort themselves into so such uncomfortable positions to manage to fuck that up in the run up to the to the election. But yeah. I, I have faith in them. It's um, a good Kanye uh, talking point for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. The it really is. I mean, I Andrew T. Uh, in one of his first appearances on this show talked about the Gish Gallop, which is this debating technique where you say something in like three words that is so false but requires like a couple sentences to debunk and like that just it just seems like it's the entire strategy now that the republicans are employing and the democrats are still not able to deal with yeah we Um, just need more politicians with the mentality of like I don't care what you think because you are you are an idiot, actually. Right. I'm sorry yeah. that I have to say that, but you need your medicine, and I don't give a fuck what Fox News told you about this. You are poor for this reason I am talking about right fucking right. now. So don't think that when this passes, somehow someone's going to come to your doorstep and fucking, you know, fuck up your, your Ford Dodge Charger or whatever the fuck you think it is, like whatever private property or something gets heard about. Like, this... The That's same perfect, way that yeah. re, the same way Republicans don't give a fuck about their transparent corruption, people on the left need to not give a fuck about transparently trying to dismantle these oppressive systems. And I'll give a fuck. I need to explain to you. I need to explain to a racist person why uh, over policing is bad. Like I don't yeah. give. I don't. I don't owe you that explanation. It's a bad thing. And trust me, you will not be uh, less safe. Uh, with like the proper reforms that are investing in a community where you have more support for your mental health, your family has more support if they have substance abuse issues, that uh, if you need an education or need to go to trade school to begin a, some kind of occupation or job, you can do that. That's So people need to be, they need to abandon this idea that you need to sell people on things that are really for their own benefit. But that's the, that's the fucking, the whole game here is that that's you're, you're like left to debate why this is good. And I think well, that's I think what we, they what like, you were saying earlier, like at the game for me, the game is this, but over focusing on the individual. So help Medicare for all. We all know that collectively it's good, but the media and left, right, whatever we over focus on like, Hey, you there, you know? Yeah. Susan, you know what I mean? What, what do you think? Do you like your personal health care and your doctor personally in the last six, like whatever we we specialize it so much. We overfocus and we lift up the individual. Like, well, I like the individual right. choice to choose my doctor. Well, guess what? That's not actually the question. That's yeah. not actually what we're talking about. We're talking about a system of healthcare that does or does not provide uh, what it is supposed to. Right now, yeah. we're just like, uh, well, um, if I get mangled by a truck, then I won't. My family won't get bankrupt. Thank you for charging me too much for that, you know, freedom. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, again, and you're right, left, right, everyone benefits from that hyper-focusing on individuals. What do you think individually about wearing a mask? Like, I don't give a fuck. Can you breathe? How about you talk to a scientist who says, I don't get, why the fuck are you asking some person who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about? Exactly. But I think that's the whole point. The media works in that way, right? Because it has to obscure or recontextualize an issue rather than talking about the greater good of Medicare for all. You find somebody who works in a small medical company who's really scared about what Medicare for all could mean for them. But then you, but, and that's good because then you're protecting the insurance industry. When it came to the Black Lives Matter marches that were going on, 
I didn't see many people asking individually people on the street while they were protesting, hey, what's going on, sir? What's going on? What do you feel about America? Like, let me get your take on this person on the street. Suddenly, I just need to hear about fucking Sheriff Alex Villanueva being like, yeah, we got this militarized fucking cyber truck out there that'll like power wash the fucking street with the blood of leftists. Like, it's a fucking... That, that, those are the voices Elon's they're elevating. That feature. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, we do like to check in with what is trending uh, on Netflix. What is the what's in the top 10? Uh, we sometimes do a weekly a rewatch of something that's in the top 10 and talk about it with you guys. Uh, that is going to be impossible uh, for the July 4th weekend because uh, I refuse to watch the movie Patriots Day. Uh, but that was it is... trending on the buildup when you were picking the episode? No, it wasn't. It oh, wasn't. okay. So that it, organically, it just 4th hit. of July weekend, boom. boom. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Fourth of, on 4th of July, Patriots Day leapt to number one on Netflix. Disney Plus had Hamilton, uh, so I obviously that probably dwarfed uh, what Patriots Day was doing over on Netflix. Uh, but it's just wild to see this shitty Mark Wahlberg movie. That I mean, I do kind of maybe I do need to see this movie because it sounds pretty. Uh, I tried I watching it. How, Sounds like, like Rocky for for like modern day mega. Well, the people. whole thing, you know, it's just fucking built on this weird idea that one guy could stop every like one white man determined enough to right. protect the city from muslims is like uh, the subtext you know because the jm was referencing the fact that you know mark Wahlberg famously said he would have prevented 9-11 uh yeah. because he was supposed to be on a flight that would have uh crashed into a t- one of the twin towers and the fucking quote was like if i was on that plane with my kids it wouldn't have went down like it did. There would have been a lot of blood in that first class cabin. And then me saying, okay, we're going to land somewhere safely. Don't worry. That's a fucking direct quote. I didn't Mark know about that second. I had heard it would have went down differently. And I assumed that like that was as wild as it got. But no. the fact that he said there would be a lot of blood in the first pl- first class cabin, I assumed he meant like, you know, because I would get killed trying to do the right thing. <laughs> yes. And he's just no. like, no, I would single-handedly kill all those terrorists uh, and then land the plane safely. Exactly. Because- then I would have gotten in the cockpit and I wouldn't have known what to do. <laughs> right. Because my stunt double does all of this. But it's not even a real plane. Uh, or like, yeah, to the people in the back, like because he's saying first class very specifically. If you're in coach, you're like, I think this white man murdered a bunch of uh, Middle <laughs> Eastern men in first class. It's so insulting to the victims of 9-11, the people who so were yeah. on that plane, to uh, to suggest that they like didn't think to fight back or like didn't. Uh, love their kids enough to fight back. Like, yeah. it's just terrorism such a, victim blaming is a it's yeah. it's a new low. It's, well, it's very American to be honest. So uh, th- this movie. The- so first of all, I just have to say his character's name is Sergeant Tommy Saunders. Uh, Sergeant Tommy Saunders is Tommy. Amazing. You gotta be Tommy. So it attempts to be like 
realist. Like it shoots in real locations. It uses CCTV footage. Um, but they scrap a bunch of real people who did stuff in favor of Mark Wahlberg's character, uh, Tommy Saunders, uh, who, who is like a composite of a bunch of different people. Um, right. So that part is the only unrealistic thing uh, other than the fact that they imply that uh, Tamerlan Sarnev's wife, Catherine Russell, had prior knowledge of the bombings, even though there's absolutely wow. no evidence that is the case and she's never been charged with a crime. They imply an innocent woman was in on the Boston Marathon bombing in a right. movie. I mean, some people really think The Rock happened, like something like The Rock happened on Alcatraz. Mm, you know, yeah, like yeah, movies yeah. have, there are people who have Avatar like FOMO of wanting to go to Pandora. To, to think that Guilty. this movie wouldn't have someone being like, oh my God, that guy's wife knew and not yeah. do any investigating, being like, well, the movie wouldn't lie because yeah. Tommy Saunders. Just went out there and stopped the bombing, bro. <laughs> this is so reckless. Peter Berg using... and this dude, did they do uh, the fucking Deepwater Horizon movie oh, together yeah, too? Bro. It's always oh, just Mark yeah. Wahlberg's one one man wrecking crew to to right the world's wrongs. I'm getting a lot of like good Muslim hunting vibes from this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. just like, you know it's... what? Fuck trigonometry. Uh, right. Let's talk about Sharia law. They're yeah. just waiting around for... No, I thought that was beautiful, <laughs> okay, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I think they're just waiting around, watching the news, waiting for something horrifying enough to happen that they can set the movie Die Hard, the plot for the movie Die Hard, <laughs> inside that actual event and just shit yeah. on actual real people and imply that Mark Wahlberg could have stopped it if his brand of humble... Uh, Christianity was was there to you know just decide to force his will and do the right thing. I mean, I haven't per I haven't watched any really any like Hollywood versions of the war on terrorism or any anything like that. Like Homeland or uh, Twenty Four. I never saw Zero Dark Thirty. I think. Like, I have a lot of problems with Catherine Bigelow. I know she is groundbreaking when it comes to women in film, but like. Why is all her shit just incredibly Islamophobic? And why when she won the Oscar for Zero Dark Thirty, or no, for The Hurt Locker, was she like, I just want to thank firefighters? And you're like, what? <laughs> what about the Iraqis? Like, what about people who let you film them? And like, what about like, anything? Anyone in the right. Middle East? Like, just firefighters. And like, what are you talking about? So I'm, mm. I have a lot of, like, Zero Dark Thirty claimed on, you know, wrongly. And if you watch it, you'd be like, oh, yeah, torture works. Right. And it's good right. that we had black sites. So it's like, yeah. all thank that. God, or else you wouldn't know where Bin Laden was. All right, right what's next? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they, they also don't mention, you know, the anti-Muslim backlash that happened during the hysteria that was caused by the Boston bombing uh, and the Boston Police Department's kind of locking down of everything. And, you know, the reviews were generally positive, but one critic called it disgraceful and likened it to a North Korean propaganda film. And that seems yes. more more like what, uh, based on the description, more like what we're, we're dealing with here. I mean, what's the right way to do this? You know, like, what's the right way to do 
I would say it's just not an action film about the Boston <laughs> Marathon bombing, like for starters. I don't know how, like, why you need to like make a dramatic depiction of something that is already like filled with drama, trauma, pain. Like, do do we need to sensationalize it? I don't know. I think that's like there's these. Like I could never bring myself to ever watch any film that had anything to do with 9/11. I was like, "What the fuck? Why would I want to watch that?" Like right. I don't right. like I understand Flight like there yeah, like that there are these harrowing stories, but like to take that and then like make a product that you then make money off of is just like so exploitative too and you're like I don't know, and I don't care if Nicolas Cage was a real cop in World Trades. I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Yeah, but it does make sense that a certain segment of the population would want to watch this movie in 2020 in which the hero is a flawless white cop, racial prejudice is not an issue, and the bad guys are clearly delineated and punished in the end. Right. It's like mega comfort like, food, as JM writes. Yeah, can we just like put like some something on where like the white guy is like not a bad guy because he's just doing his job and like actually saves people and we can feel good about it? Okay, yeah. that should be, yeah, that's like the you know black stories that's on the top of every streaming service. It should be like white guy still wins, like <laughs> yeah. st- like for the for white fragility. There should be a white fragility should- section or put people on to be like, just so you know, <laughs> these movies are trash. <laughs> White fragility <laughs> section is so good. I mean, you would definitely have Ro- the first two Rockies. Uh, I don't know why I keep referencing. <laughs> yeah, Rockies, what's that but... Mandy Moore movie with like? I'm sorry. What's like one of her only her first movies? I don't know <laughs> why my in mind the clouds or something. What'd that... you say? A walk in the clouds. Is yeah. That Ooh. A, a walk, walk to, to remember? remember. A walk, yeah, to, a walk remember. to remember. Yeah, just very Mandy Moore. Like, I feel like Mandy Moore is like, yeah, I remember Mandy Moore. Yeah, the Benghazi right. movie, uh, <laughs> the, Benghazi. the the documentary about how Obama's the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah, that that's such a good idea. White fragility section. Get on it, Netflix. Okay. <laughs> All right. Speaking of mega comfort food, Trump is just doubling down on white supremacy, and as opposed to 2016, where he would like do a a white supremacist adjacent, you know, he wouldn't actually say the thing. He would say a thing that was the thing, but not in the words that would cause the mainstream media to like call it out. And his numbers would actually increase when everybody was like, well, surely this will torpedo him. Uh, That dynamic doesn't really seem to be working in his favor anymore. It does seem like people are at least some of his support is, is going down. Yeah. I mean, you know, that kind of white supremacy, the it, it was only surviving because everybody knew it was like a it was like a pot of soup that you could only keep simmering. You right. couldn't if it started to boil and bubble over, people would notice. But if you keep it simmering, the aroma is there and people were like, Oh, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. old school. I like that shit. But this dude, look, he got what he could out of that shit. Twenty sixteen was the last time I think you could do it like in that style because it's boiling over now and right. people are like this subtle uh, it was better when it felt deracialized and it was right. like, I know what you're talking about, but let's not do all that because I still have to go to work tomorrow. 
and right. I need plausible deniability. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not like a fully chest out racist. I'm just somebody whose parents, grandparents, great grandparents, great great grandparents, great 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 grandparents were racist, and I'm I'm just sort of right. continuing that tradition. Um, right. And you know, we were saying since. May 25th and George Floyd's death and all of the uprisings that have taken place around, you know, over-policing, racial injustice, racism, white supremacy in this country. It was clear that white supremacy is no longer a thing you can bet big on because a lot of people just came out in a big physical focus group to tell you they're not really fucking with it. (laughs) So I think even on a very easy, like a very business-minded sense, you're like, okay, this is a losing hand. Like, you don't want to actually fuck with this anymore. This is not going to get anywhere. And like you said, it's seeing things like these monuments come down, NASCAR saying we're done with the Confederate flag and shit like that. That signals, I think that really signaled to most conservative, even politicians, that things were changing, but not Trump. Like, if he's not screaming at his speech, he's tweeting shit like about the Washington Redskins or Cleveland Indians, literally tweeting shit like this, quote, they name teams out of strength, not weakness. But now the Washington Redskins and Cleveland Indians, two fabled sports franchises, look like they're going to be changing their names in order to be politically correct. Indians, like Elizabeth Warren, must be very angry right now. Wow. Okay. Uh, even more. Going after Bubba Wallace. Has Bubba Wallace apologized to all those great NASCAR drivers and officials who came to his aid, stood by his side, and were willing to sacrifice everything for him, only to find out that the whole thing was just another hoax? Uh, that and the flag decision has caused lowest ratings ever. Not true. The ratings have gone up uh, <laughs> since the Confederate flag ban. But right. this kind of thing, like it's getting so like wacky now that even like Lindsey Graham, right? Lindsey Graham, who's obviously shooketh because Jamie Harrison is raising so much money in his race against him, mm. is saying things like NASCAR is trying to grow the sport. <laughs> Uh, and I've lived in South Carolina all my life. And if you're in business, the Confederate flag is not a good way to grow your business. Even they know that much. Right. Yeah. You know, There's, but he just can't read the room or the country. He can't read the room. He's so non-strategic. At, at, I mean, that was the whole thing. It's like 2012. Republicans knew that unless they appealed more to uh, people of color, Latinos, African-Americans, that like they were going to go extinct. And then Trump came along and was like, no, here's the thing. We just bring all the racism <laughs> back, continue the Southern strategy, but like, you know, code it even harder um, or code it even a little less hard, actually. No, not even. Yeah. <laughs> it, code, it, code it less hard and appeal to like, w- you know, white fear. But don't go oh, explicitly, you know, explicitly white supremacist, but the dog whistle and everything. And that worked. But it's now, I think you're right. It is the wheels are coming off. There is no more quote unquote strong economy anymore. And you've got the pandemic. And instead of saying a simple thing like put a effing mask on your fucking face. See how I censored and then didn't? Effing mask on your fucking face. <laughs> Love it. Exactly. Like, you know, I like to, you know, just, I still want to get into heaven if it exists. No. Um, but it's like, instead, he's doubling down on the fringiest fringe of the yeah. fringe. Like, okay, 5G, Bill Gates, George Soros, like, you know, anti Is he saying 5G shit? I mean, essentially, these are the people who he's appealing right. to. He dog whistles out of Q shit, so yeah, it's yeah. only a matter the of time. Ho- oh, the like- Wuhan virus that it's you know it was invented in a lab, whatever. Like it is, there aren't enough crazies, I don't think. But right. there could be, like, if he again, if well, he just yeah. did a few steps that were a little more rational. Back to that cooking metaphor, like 
it's like a pot, right? Like there's a high volume at a lower heat, but when you turn it up, it starts reducing and the volume decreases because Ooh. you're actually reducing it down and concentrating it to its worst fucking bit. And now right. you've sh- you've shed all these people numerically and you've reduced your fucking sauce down to this fucked up racist gravy and you're wondering like why nobody else wants to hop in anymore. The problem like, is that it's a very potent gravy. It's like that's yeah. how I cook. Yeah. That's it's, how like my nona strong. cooks, uh, you know, so- yeah. uh, sauce. Red sauce. <laughs> but red sauce? Hot sauce. When, red sauce. When you look at, you know, all of the things that are going on, like especially his polling, right? The way he's handled uh, everything since uh, George Floyd's death and the way he speaks about the Black Lives Matter movement, only 44%. So like when it comes to his handling on this specific thing about racial injustice, 44% of Americans 65 and older approved. Only 44 of the 65, like that's that's typically his really strong demo, like, you know, people who have actually seen lynchings with their bare eyes. Um, right. But in the under 30, only 23%. Mm, wow. So there's complete failure. He's like quibifying his own fucking platform where he thinks he knows <laughs> what the fuck young people want. And they're like, no, bro, we're not fucking with this at all. Wait, what? Are you for real? That's what is going on. And I think now Republicans realize that their shitty Kroger brand party is going to start going out of business because they see that the call and response is he does some wild, like over the top racist shit. Like even George Wallace is like, hey, 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 oh. hey, easy, easy, whoa, what the, da, 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 not, don't, don't go there. Not that, yeah. that, that spicy. Um, because, and they see the polling numbers go down. And this is when you see that. Republicans are truly the two-faced goblins that they are. They say, President Trump's unyielding push to preserve Confederate symbols and the legacy of white domination crystallized by his harsh denunciation of the racial justice movement Friday night at Mount Rushmore has unnerved Republicans who have long enabled him but now fear losing power and forever Uh. associating their party with his his racial animus. Hmm. So they're like... They're gonna. He's gonna fuck the brand up. Not. It's an objectively, you know, fucked worldview. Totally. And I think I would just say last thing is that Black Lives Matter activists deserve every ounce of credit because what they were able to do that Democrats have not been able to do in these almost four years of Trump is draw the line in the sand and be like, this is what he's saying. This is racism. This is how it's impacting our communities, killing us. Here is the line. Which side are you on? And even mm-hmm. NASCAR wants to be on the right side of history. So, like, right. think about that. And I think yeah. that no one's crystallized it in that way and no one's called it for what it is. Right. Yeah. And yet, I am worried about, yeah. the, about 2020. Like, I can't imagine who voted for him in 2016 that won't now like i guess we're talking about polite racists who don't realize they're racists but i still worry about any theory of the case that assumes anything but defensiveness and resentment on on behalf of the people who voted for him in 2016 that's why you got a nice guy like joe biden but it's nothing's gonna uh, change it's okay to be white man i know that's a nazi slogan did i just come on jack Come on, Come on, Jack. Jack. It's Come all right on, to be white. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? No malarkey. <laughs> no malarkey. Uh, but I mean, then we at least had a candidate who was historic. So we're counting on voter turnout to be the difference. I mean, I think whether, you know, you, you, I constantly see 
videos going viral of like, you know, these racial incidences that are clearly firing up uh, people who watch them and whether or not they realize they're feeding into something that may completely burn them out. Well, that's up to them to figure yeah. out. But I think that there's definitely like this feeling that there are people who will can use the election, at least for some feeling of catharsis. I don't know how right. numerically how many people that would be, um, because to your point, like I'm I'm not totally convinced that America is ready to like completely give up on sort of the darky like the dark shit that Trump was sort of seeding. Um, but you know that I think if if enough young people uh, and everyone can get together and really motivate each other, because I think th- the danger is people are going to look at this right now and go, "Oh, this dude's a fuck. It's done. He's done." Right. He, yeah. Look at this guy. He fucked it all. The country people are dying. He doesn't know how to handle these uprisings. He doesn't know how to handle the economy. He's cooked. I don't need to do a fucking thing. He did it all himself. No, 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 no. no. Like no. it needs to be historic turnout. Even if it's even if it's to win seventy to thirty, it still needs to because Absolutely. there needs to be that show at least outwardly to people that there's enough people who can you know participate in this current iteration of our system of government but there's still so much fucking work to do because like yeah to francesca's point you're gonna get old biden in he's like come on jack let's crack open a couple <laughs> pdfs <laughs> yeah no uh, wall street's yeah. apparently warming up to him his the the prospect of him winning they're they're like you know we were really nervous but now that we're thinking about it maybe maybe he's not going to be so bad for the old taxes and well yeah because he's like i'm only going to raise that tax from 21 percent to 28 percent, even though it was 35 before don't yeah. worry guys you're going to pay a little more money but i'm not going to go all the way back to like right. obama's come on now yeesh those <sighs> are the cynics i can't handle and even then Those it's they, like- they op- who openly said like they were like if it's if it's warren or bernie we might go for trump yeah the, right. the wall street contingent and they're the reason we have Biden now. Is That's why it's like, yeah, step one at the, the step one at the very least is nullify the money in politics. Like right. that's if it doesn't matter who's running or anything. If there's if we're still able to play this money game, it's it's never going to get right because that always means that people who have the more monies are going to be able to have more sway. So. I think you're right, Miles, though, in terms of all the videos that people have been filming and people have, like, witnessed. Like, there are that many racists. There there truly Mm -hmm. are. And they, you know, it is free reign. They believe it is their right to be open with it, which is, you know, on the one hand, awful, and on the other hand, all right, we see you mask off. At the same, literally. And at the same time, it's like, we should... I feel like every one of those videos should end with like, so who are you voting for? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? And, and I hate that response of like, just vote. Obviously, it's way bigger than that. But I am curious because you know every Karen or Kevin or whatever we're calling them, that person's going to vote whether or not it's for Trump. We don't know. Probably. Yeah. And then the people on the other side, the of which there I think are many, many more. I do think there are more of us than there are racists may not be as compelled to go vote, right? May not have the ability, the time, the interest, the, you know, feeling, you know, the, the motivation, the ability to wait in an eight-hour line because their polling places have been closed down. So yeah. I think that's that's sort of where it should end. But you're right. There's a, yeah, nothing is for certain. I'm oh, scared. Yeah. We have to be ready for historic... Uh, fuckery. Fuckery. 
for sure. Historic fuckery. Po- Pelosi, this is my favorite. Pelosi was like, she was like, well, you know, he has to lose. Oh my God. <laughs> you're but Nancy Pelosi. I didn't know there was a good Nancy Pelosi, but your Nancy Pelosi is amazing. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> She has this. She has air that comes through her uh, dentures. Right. That's like there's. A, <laughs> she has to lose, but by a lot. <laughs> so let's make sure it's by a lot. And it like, what do you mean? What does that even mean? What she means is, she knows Republicans are gonna pull some shit, and right. so we have to, as they say, overwhelm out. the steel. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, can you prevent the steel? Because that'd be nice. Right. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah requires legislation. Ah, I well, know no Blanics. Francesca, it has been a pleasure having you as always on the Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, have you made a cocktail called the Fiorentini? Because uh, I feel like that, like a martini. Like mixture. a martini Fiorentini. Yeah. Just a thought, um, just a note. Uh, no, you can take it or reject you, it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put all the things that I bought and now have way too much of together. There you go. Uh, where can people find you, hear you, follow you? Yeah, follow me on all the platforms at Franny Fio and listen to my podcast, The Bituation Room. Mm. And uh, is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Um, so Jordan Ewell had this tweet you might have seen, or uh, which is uh, based off of the 4th of July entertainment and the naval chorus that oh, apparently that exists. Oh, so great. Where they're singing oh, the circle of life. Dude, when that blonde woman hits the... I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, so his tweet was, uh, when when the book club finishes White Fragility. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just so oh. good. The one, the video of the guys uh, doing Uptown Funk, uh, Uptown Funk, <laughs> and then they reverse shot on the completely. Oh, empty yeah, come crowd. on, I'm liking this. I'm, <laughs> I'm liking, liking this. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow! This is the saddest bar mitzvah. Oh um, shit! The chairs are all fucked up too. Like they yeah. were set up, and then people got up and were like, "I don't give a fuck about how these are arranged." <laughs> it was like so disheveled too. Miles, where can people find you, and what's a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh uh, man, uh, let's see. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, where else? PlayStation Network at Miles of Gray. Also, my other podcast, Four Twenty Day Fiance. Uh, you know, talking about ninety day fiance because that's that's all there is sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. A tweet that I like. This one is from at Cobb Critic underscore, and it's just like from some young teenage white girl's TikTok. She's it's just two photos. One is um her putting on a MAGA hat, and the text underneath it says "systemic racism debunked." And then she's like, the next frame is her with her MAGA hat on, like looking all cocky in camera. It says. Racism was made illegal by the passing of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Boom. Is that real? Yes, this shit is real. She really put the hat on. Like, let me fucking, hey, let me fucking debunk. Let me drop some science on the class real quick. She's Um, she's gettable. She'll, she'll, it'll be very adorable for like, um, when I TikToked those photos six years ago, I was unaware. Of right, the right, right. systemic <laughs> oppression 
Like, like she's going to get very, very woke. It's just adorable uh, how much she believes in the law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then another one is from uh, at Alyssa Shainer, uh, S-C-H-O-E-N-E-R, strikes very close to home. Did you spend two years in a relationship with a guy who thought smoking weed was a personality trait, or are you normal? <laughs> um, I don't know, what are we uh, all right, for my tweets, I'm just going to read off some uh, proposed reasons why Miles and I are beefing. Uh, <laughs> TDZ out of context tweeted Miles and Jack. Uh, Miles told Jack that he was craving any human touch outside of Her Majesty. Jack told him to take the week off as a way to keep Miles from hugging him. Uh, that would never happen. Uh, <laughs> Freak Cho tweeted an accidental kiss that led to an awkward work environment. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> accidental kiss. Oh man. Uh, accidental kiss. That kiss is on, on my lips. <laughs> an accident. That there kiss. There is to be an accidental kiss from a co-worker <laughs> <laughs> over Zoom. <laughs> You became I have we'll work so awkward when I looked at you, <laughs> and then you left for a week. Now the Zyke gang thinks it's ill. Okay, uh, Jack whooped him in 2K on Nintendo Switch. That's courtesy of Chad Earthling, obviously. I mean, that's the most likely. Clearly, Dude, the king of 2K on Switch can't be touched, untouchable, unfuckwithable. <laughs> and then on Kevin Switch. on the Moon tweeted uh, at Miles of Grey said Diet Mountain Dew was overrated, and Jack O'Brien retaliated by dumping out all the Kirkland cold brew. Uh, that I just would... got I just got my cold brew back, so you better be ready. Um, oh, also at Mark, uh, then a bunch of numbers tweeted jealousy about either calf muscles or thighs. Uh, mm. I could. Well, I'm good in both departments, honey. So <laughs> that must be on you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyways, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the songs we ride out on Miles. What song are we riding out on today? This is a track uh, by artist from the 60s little beaver from four city arkansas uh the track is called get into the party life uh and he's just like you know on this record label uh tk records that has like a lot of songs that end up being like hip-hop samples and i hadn't really known this artist specifically but when i was going through a lot of like artists from this thing i found this get into the party life it just got like this upbeat feel to it and the percussion is like super uh you know vibey you know how i get down uh so this is some nice music to put on the back cook yourself some dinner do whatever you got to do but nice background vibe music Mm. all right we're gonna ride out on that the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that's gonna do it for this morning we'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending we will talk to you then bye bye when you're blue, you got nothing to do.